Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's webinar. It's being presented as part of the Kinexus Continuous Improvement webinar series. I'm Mark Rabin, a senior advisor with Kinexus. And I'd like to welcome you here today for a session titled Kata in the Community. It's going to be presented by Deandra Wardell, and really happy that she's here with us today. So let me tell you just a little bit about um, our presenter, Deandra Wardell. Um, I'm really appreciative that I got to meet Deandra last year, and we have uh, we've talked a lot. We've collaborated on uh, on all sorts of things. Um, so I'm really really excited that she's here to do the presentation with us today. Um, Deandra is a visionary leader, a problem solver, an organizer, a motivational speaker, and she's the owner of her consulting firm um, called On to the Next One. Um, her specialty is empowering and developing individuals and groups toward achieving their personal and professional goals. She also coaches individuals and organizations in achieving and sustaining transformational change. So today, Deandra is talking about Kata. If you'd like to learn more about some of the things Deandra does around what she calls visioning and vision boards, she was recently a guest in my Lean podcast series. And if you want to listen to that, you can go to leanblog.org slash 405, and I'll put a link to that in um, the chat as well. So Deandra has a really um, varied uh, professional background. She was previously the chief strategy officer for the American College of Sports Medicine, and she was the director of performance excellence for a global leader in the paper and packaging industry. So she has a lot of continuous improvement experience, manufacturing experience. Maybe that's part of why we get along so well. So. Um, Deandra is a graduate of Western Kentucky University. She has a Bachelor of Arts degree in corporate and organizational communications. And for those of you who um, regularly attend all of our webinars, you will remember um, Deandra's moderation and leadership of um, panel discussions along the lines of what she calls the hashtag root cause racism movement. Um, but today the, the focus is gonna be on Toyota Kata and everything that we can learn about that and do with that methodology. So Deandra, thank you so much for doing this today. I will turn it over to you. Well, Mark, thank you so much for having me today and to the Kinexus team. Um, it's always great to be here and you know, to everyone who um, has registered, whether you're here live or watching the recording, thank you so much for being here virtually. Um, I'm really excited. I get to talk about um, something that's very near and dear to my heart. If you follow me on social media, if you've had a conversation with me for more than five minutes, more than likely I've mentioned the Toyota Kata and how the Toyota Kata can be applied to any environment, any situation. Pretty much what I say is wherever there are people and processes, there you can find the kata. Okay, the kata works well. So today we're going to be talking about kata in the community. And so the objectives for today, uh, I want to start out and just ensuring that we all speak the same language, we're all on the same page. And I want to give a, a pretty, pretty deep introduction to the Toyota Kata, specifically talking about the steps of the improvement Kata and the coaching Kata and how the two work together. Um, last week was uh, a week of great excitement and joy for me because it was Lean Frontiers Toyota Kata Summit, KataCon 7. And um, one of the reasons why Toyota Kata is so near and dear to my heart, it's because of the Kata community. And so I want to share some reflections 
And the reflections from Katacon 7 last week could be an entire webinar on its own. Um, just so that you know, originally I had close to, I think, 60 slides. And I was like, I better pare it down so that I can stay within my scheduled time limit. But have some highlights for Katacon 7 and some other information to, to keep you engaged and let you know what's taking place in the Kata community. And if you're not a part of the Kata community, how you can join. And then I want to talk about Kata in the community. We're all, I have applied the Toyota Kata, and then I want to talk to you about what's next. What are some ways that you want to apply the Toyota Kata, practice the Toyota Kata if you're new to it, how you can begin your journey. So before we get into the presentation, I'm curious as to who is in the virtual room. And I'd like to know what your experience is with practicing the Toyota Kata. So it could be the case that you're what we call Kata curious. You may uh, be connected with people in social media who talk about the Kata. Maybe you um, have the book, the Toyota Kata, and you've read it and you're interested in learning more, uh, but you're in the very initial stages of your journey. Or it could be the case that you're a learner or an improver. You have a coach, you have a storyboard, you're practicing. You're working towards reaching a target condition. It could be the case that you're a coach, or maybe you're a second coach. And oddly enough, you could be all of the above, constantly curious, a learner, um, and in various coaching roles. So if you would, please respond to the poll, and uh, I'd like to see who's with us today. Yeah, and um, we're getting a pretty good uh, proxy that's come in. We've got okay. roughly 52% Kata Curious, 39% Learner Improver, 12% Coach, 3% Second Coach, and 15% all of the above. So I think people will see that visually when we end the poll, but there's sort of that, you know, kind of downward trend of we've got more people who are maybe at the earlier stages okay. and there's, there's a lot to be learned today. Well, I'm excited to hear that. And Mark, did you say that it was 52% that were kind of curious? Uh, yeah, it ended up 48%. 48. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's really good. You're in the right place. And so without, you know, further ado, let's get into it. I have to advance the slides and then we'll get into it. Okay. So whenever I think about the Toyota Kata, what immediately comes to mind is this image and it's two young students, they look like perhaps they're either in elementary school, uh, not maybe fifth grade, sixth grade, somewhere between the ages of maybe eight to 11. Um, but two young girls, you know, practicing an experiment, and you can just tell they're thrilled by the outcome of what they just tried. And um, what the Toyota Kata represents to me are, is the excitement in, these, in this image, scientific thinking and doing. And scientific thinking is a process of deliberately engaging reality with the intent of learning. You have a hypothesis about what you expect to happen. Um, you run an experiment, you run a test, then you learn from what actually happens. You, um, you learn from that experience, you reflect, and then from there you determine, well, what is it that I want to learn next? What is it that I want to test? What is it that I want to experiment with? So. 
But when you hear the word kata, most people assume that kata is an acronym, and that's not the case. Uh, the kata is a Japanese word, and, and it's a suffix. It means way of doing. And the kata are a way of learning fundamental skills that you can build on. It's a structured process. Um, it inspires, you know, you can repeat it, and it's for consistent practice. And when you use the kata with scientific thinking, you can train, you can learn skills on a daily basis. And, you know, and they, they happen rapidly because they're the steps and the experiments and the tests are small enough that you do them frequently, you do them in, in small increments. And it, that is what helps to propel not only scientific thinking, scientific doing, and it really sets the tone or it frames the mindset around continuous improvement. Now, the other thing about the word kata, it comes from the martial arts where the kata is used to train combatants in fundamental moves. And when you think about the Karate Kid, I hope I'm not dating myself here, but uh, when Mr. Miyagi uh, was teaching, you know, the young man about, you know, painting the fence, you know, that repeated up and down motion and wax on and wax off and mopping the floor. And as a result of, you know, regularly practicing the, you know, just having this structured routine, well, then when he got into the big competition, these small patterns that he regularly practiced became embedded and they became habits so that when he was ready to fight, you know, when he could block a blow by doing what? waxing on or waxing off. You know, he could block a blow by painting the fence because those have become embedded. And whether kata is used in martial arts or personal improvement or business, the principles remain the same. And, you know, when you have a vision, a plan, you know, something really aspirational you want to achieve with scientific thinking and practicing the kata, you can achieve personal and professional goals. Now, Specifically, what is the Toyota Kata? So first of all, the Toyota Kata is a book that was written by um, Mike Rother uh, from his research and studying how Toyota leads and manages their people. And, you know, um, there's a quote from Taichi Ono, who is the inventor of the Toyota production system. Um, he said that Toyota style is not to create results by working hard. It is a system that says there is no limit to people's creativity. People don't go to Toyota to work. They go there to think. Okay. And so what Mike Rother did as, as part of his research, he showed how, you know, common scientific thinking, the pattern of thinking, um, how that was is embedded in the behavior of Toyota's management style, which is also known as the Toyota Way and the Toyota Production System. And so in the book, the Toyota Kata, it explains, you know, this way of doing and um, a way of improving, a way of learning, and it's depicted in what you see in this image here. It is the four-step model or the four-step improvement Kata model. So the other thing about the Toyota Kata that is so important, yes, it's the improvement Kata, these four steps, but the other aspect that's important is the coaching Kata. And the images that I'm showing here are um, taken from my, were captured at my very first KataCon, which was 
four years ago, it was Katakan 3 in San Diego. And, um, you know, I'm pictured with Mike Rother, very generous, very open and sharing information. And I'm pictured sitting next to my very first, first coach, uh, Tracy Defoe. And we did not know one another prior to this conference. And during the, the um, during the session, uh, Michael Lombard, who was the co-host that year, shared the fifth kind of code. What's important is to have a coach and be a coach. And he recommended that everyone should have a coach and be a coach. I didn't have a coach. I turned to Trace and said, hi, will you be my coach? And she said, absolutely. And the rest is history. So I'm showing this image to to, to show the connection between the book, the improvement kata, and the importance of having a coach. And not only that, you know, this slide really demonstrates how valuable this community is because the Toyota Kata community, we want everyone to be problem solvers. We want everyone to think scientifically. We want everyone to utilize the creativity that they have, that everyone has within them. And as a result of that, everyone is willing to help. Everyone is willing to help people along their journey and whatever habit it is that they want to uh, develop, whatever it is that they want to improve upon. And this Kata community is very open um, to be and being very open, very helpful, and very supportive. Okay, so I talked about the improvement kata model, and um, step one defines the purpose for improvement. So I like to refer that as to step one really focuses on what's important, and it focuses on the why. So if you notice in the image, vision. And, you know, in a professional setting, the vision is why companies are in business. Why are you in business to create the product that you offer? Why are you offering a particular service? That is the why. And then on a personal level, your why is what gets you out of bed every morning? What drives you? What prevents you from hitting that snooze? But, you know, you bounce out of bed with energy, no matter if it's the sun is shining or if it's raining, it's, it's what gives you purpose. And so the first step of the improvement kind of model is understanding is, you know, the challenge. Okay. And generally the challenge it's it's a long range goal. It's very strategic. It's something that not, that cannot be accomplished today or even tomorrow. Um, it, uh, you have a measurable description of success. You really envision, it's tied to this vision of what it is you want to achieve. And it's usually further out. It can be six months or to three years in the future. But the thing about the challenge, so the challenge is where strategy and execution meet. So, you know, the vision is your why, it's what pulls you. The challenge is, um, you know, I, I, I often refer to it, and this is in, in the book, and the Toyota Kata book, the challenge can be phrased in a question. Wouldn't it be great? Okay, wouldn't it be great fill in the blank of whatever it is that you want to accomplish from a personal or professional level? And your wouldn't it be great can range from something you want to accomplish in six months, to three years, but it is aligned and connected with the vision, connected with your why. And so then, you know, going from dreaming to doing, you have to have a way to do it, the execution. And that's where the improvement kata comes into play. And so what's represented here in the execution stage are the four steps of the improvement kata. Okay.
So let's talk about the improvement kata model in more detail. So like I mentioned on the last slide, we want to get the direction or the challenge. We want to figure out what is our, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great fill in the blank three months from now? Wouldn't it be great a year from now? Whatever your wouldn't it be great is, okay? Now, as a result of being aligned with that vision and having the challenge, well, step two is we want to grasp the current condition. Okay, we want to go and see. And here's the thing I want to make sure we're clear about when we go to see. So in the in the lean world, we refer to going to the Gimba and the Gimba is the actual place uh, in manufacturing. It's where value is created. It's where the work that is done that makes the customer want to pay for a product or pay for a service um, in the factory. It could be uh, the factory floor in a warehouse type environment in an office setting. It may be, you know, where someone's computer is or wherever the conference room is where people are meeting, um, you know, in a hair salon, it's in the seat where people are sitting to get their haircut that they're going to pay for that service. It's wherever value is being created. So we want to go and see. We want to grasp the current condition and we want the facts. We don't want judgment. We don't want to say, oh, we're here, but we should be over here. No, we want to just look at what's happening with the current condition, how the process is functioning. OK, um, and we and it's, it's not about going to look for problems. We just want to understand how the process is performing. So this is not an opportunity where we want to shotgun to solutions and say, oh, I know what I need to do next. No, we just want a clear picture of understanding what the current condition is. And then we want to establish the next target condition. So our wouldn't it be great is further out. It's, you know, six months, a year, three years. But the next target condition is a smaller step. So that may be something that we want to accomplish within. If you're a very new improver or a new learner and you're starting your very first storyboard, your next target condition may be a week out. I remember during my first storyboard. And um, I talk about Tracy Defoe all the time because I have so much respect for her. One of the things I appreciate most about her was her patience because I always wanted to go from current condition, skip the target condition and go to wouldn't it be great. And she would pull me back. And I remember my very first storyboard, my very first target condition was short term. It was one week. And that gave me an opportunity, you know, to, you know, she helped me to scale that next step to make it something manageable because it was really important that I learned how to practice the kata, that I learned the steps. So you want to establish your next target condition, you know, something with a shorter term. And then recognize that, you know, there are other target conditions along the way. You don't just, you know, jump to whatever the next step is that you realize you set one target. Once you've reached that, you work towards the next target and the next target and so on to get you closer and closer and closer to whatever it is you want to accomplish with your challenge that's aligned with the vision. Okay. And then in step four, that's where you conduct the experiments. You look at <clears throat> what are the obstacles that are in your way between the current condition and the target condition, it's almost like, you know, you're doing a, a gap analysis and you figure out what's the first step you can take. But the thing about it is the, the territory between grasping the current condition and your next target condition and where you're experimenting, 
that line is jagged. And that line reminds me of life. Um, oftentimes we are in, you know, unknown territory. We don't know exactly what our next step will be, but we run through these little, these little circles here are the plan, do, check, act cycles. You know, we come up with a plan. We want to execute that plan. We want to check. We want to see what we've learned. And um, if it's, you know, whatever hypothesis we performed, whatever was the outcome and there was success, yay. If whatever it is we were expected didn't happen the way we planned, it's still a yay because nevertheless, we've learned something. We've had the opportunity re to reflect and we build on that. So, you know, again, the, the other thing too is, you know, within this, this circle, you'll see these jagged lines here. And there are times that, you know, we make progress. We may feel like we're at a standstill. We may feel we're going backwards. Along the way of conducting these experiments, just like a scientist, just like the images of the young ladies that I had earlier on in the presentation, along the way, we're learning something. Along the way, we're developing a skill. Um, along the way, you know, we're, we're practicing to get better at whatever it is that we want to develop. So, you know, in summary, step one, is about, you know, getting the direction or the challenge. Step two is where we want to go to the Gimba, grasp the current condition. Step three is about, you know, breaking down the challenge into manageable milestones. And having those small targets that we work towards, it helps to maintain motivation. It, it inspires us that, you know, we can't achieve these goals because we're doing them in incremental steps. And then in step four, you know, the other thing that's so important about step four is having a coach. Because along the way, the coach will be asking the learner or improver questions that will help them figure out what their next step will be. The coach does not tell them what to do. They ask questions to get the learner to think. And, you know, this type of, of practice of between how a coach and the learner interact reminds me of the saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And the thing about practicing the improvement kata and the coaching kata, by doing it together, you can get there both faster and you can go farther than you ever expected. And, you know, practicing the improvement kata with a coach, it's something that's good for individuals. It's good for managers leading their teams. And it's great for developing a culture within an organization. So, you know, something else that's really important. And, you know, this is, this is one of the, you know, key reminders of the, the kata code. So kata code number four says that beginners practice the kata exactly. Beginner learners and beginner coaches, you want to practice the kata exactly because, you know, you want to have this good, you know, fundamental routine that's built. You're developing a, a habit, you're developing a skill. So the image that I'm sharing here is actually from the Toyota Kata practice guide. And the Toyota Kata starter Kata is about teaching people the four steps of the Kata that we talked about on the last slide. You want to first understand the direction or challenge. You want to grasp the current condition. You want to establish the next target condition and experiment toward that target condition. So what the learner is doing, the learner is working with the coach. The learner has a storyboard. 
They have, uh, they do as a part of understanding the current condition, they do the current condition analysis. And the goal of that current condition analysis is to understand how the process performs. Okay. Again, not trying to solve a problem, understanding how the process performs. And then, you know, there are five questions that are asked. Um, you know, there are five steps that you go through in terms of identifying your target condition. Part of identifying your target condition is sometimes you'll, you'll have, not sometimes, but you'll have to revisit the obstacle parking lot. What do you see that's getting in the way of you reaching your target condition? Because that obstacle and you may have a list, but you'll identify one obstacle that you want to experiment against. You want to form a hypothesis. You want to see what you can learn to get you closer to your target and ultimately closer to reaching your challenge. And then the coach um, coaches by using five coaching questions. You know, every coach, every learner has their five question card. It's like the American Express. We don't leave home without it. And then, you know, the way to build these habits and skills is through daily practice. So the goal is not the starter kata themselves, um, you know, which get used less as you grow proficient. But the new habits of thinking and acting that practicing leaves them leaves behind. That's what's important. So once you internalize these scientific thinking fundamentals, the steps of the improvement kata, you can build on them and evolve your own approach. And eventually organizations, they find their own style, their own way, but the underlying practice is still the patterns of scientific thinking that were taught in the starter kata. So the other thing that's important, the other aspect that's important of the, uh, the kata it's the improvement kata, and then there's the coaching kata. So with the coaching kata, you have a learner, you have a coach, and you have a second coach. And it's really important, you can, you know, as, as part of, you know, practicing the kata exactly, you know, you have to have that coach, learner, coach, improver relationship. And, you know, the coach, it's really important that the coach is experienced in applying the starter kata, meaning that at some point in time that they've been a learner. And, you know, here the learner applies the steps of the improvement kata. They're working to achieve a target condition and they're working on a process that's, um, you know, that's that that's part of what they do within the organization. It's part of their daily work. And then the role of the coach, the coach is responsible for the improver's results. The coach is responsible to ask questions, to get the learner thinking, to work with the learner, to work with the improver, to develop that skill. And they practice on real goals and real processes. And then the second coach, is, you know, responsible for observing the coaching cycles. They give feedback to the coach and they help the coach, the primary coach, to become a better coach at teaching the learner how to practice scientific thinking. Okay. So in, in, a, in, in a real world example, you know, think about a new hire. Um, you know, part of my past experience was working in a printing company. And, you know, when someone new joins the corporation or someone new joins the organization, especially someone who will be working in the press room, well, it would be important for that new press operator to learn how the machine functions, to learn how to set up a machine, to understand the process. And, you know, the coach would guide them on that as part of the training. And over time, you know, the, the learner or this new hire may identify ways to improve upon the process, ways to to 
decrease the amount of time it takes to set up a machine. Well, you know, they can start their own storyboard and the coach can work with them to figure out how can we decrease those startup times? Because decreasing startup times aligns with the vision of the company of, you know, providing product to customers when they need it on time delivery. Okay, Um, and then looking at it, you know, outside of the workplace, the image that's represented here is a young man who's learning golf and his coach is guiding him. And, you know, it's important to learn the fundamentals, you know, what the tools are, the golf club, how to play the game. And then as a result of learning the basics, then once that skill is embedded, then you can improve on that. You can develop and you can make it your own. But the foundation still remains the same. So I've talked about the Kata Code quite a bit, and the Kata Code is this. Conditions are unpredictable. Remember that jagged line that I showed in the four steps of the improvement Kata? We don't know what to expect, okay? But with the Toyota Kata, that's okay, because in that uh, area of uncertainty, there is an opportunity for learning. Okay. The second kind of code, we want to enjoy the learning zone. You know, we want to be excited about the unknown because that gives us an opportunity to go test and figure something out and learn a new skill. Um, We want to know the third kind of code, understand the direction, grasp the current condition, establish a target condition, and then experiment toward the target condition. What are those? Those are the four steps of the improvement kata. And then beginners, whether you're a beginning improver, you're a beginning learner, or you're a beginning coach, you've had a storyboard, you've been a learner, but you're a new coach. You want to practice the starter kata exactly. You don't want to skip the steps and you don't want to skip a question. You want to practice it the way that you should. And then, of course, have a coach, be a coach. Okay. So now I have a question for you. Okay. You can build on the starter kata and evolve your own approach. Is that true or is it false? I'm curious as to what you have to say. Yeah, that poll is open now and we've got people voting. Great. We'll just let that. Mark, thank you for your great technical support. (laughs) Polls. Yeah, these polls work better than when we used to use GoToWebinar. Okay. I'm glad this is working well. People in there, they're voting. I think the voting is sort of settled into uh, a limit there. We've got 77% people saying true. You can build on the starter kata, or maybe they're saying, yeah, you should. Um, 77% are saying true, 23% are saying false. So okay. we'll, we'll go back to our teacher here. What's the, what's the, uh, the answer key? So. Okay. So was that a trick question? Maybe. The answer key is true. You know, it is important to practice the starter kata deliberately. You don't want to skip a step, but it's called the starter kata for a reason, because that's the starting point. You remember the example earlier talking about the karate kid, you know, there's a way to practice exactly, but once those skills become embedded or almost second nature or habit, you can, you can build on that. You can add, you know, your own tweaks to them, but not compromising the steps. Okay. So again, once you internalize those, once you internalize those scientific thinking fundamentals of the starter kata, then you can build on them. 
Not that we're removing anything. You can build on them. You can involve them and you can make them part of your own approach. And, you know, sometimes we we hear people talk about, um, you know, I don't know if, if, if anyone has ever worked in this environment, but I've heard people say, well, let's just do it the way Toyota does it. Well, that's what not that's not what Toyota is encouraging us to do. And that's one of the reasons that makes um the Toyota Kata book so rich and purposeful and so helpful is that learn the basics. If you're, you know, if you think about someone who's learning music, you learn the scale, you learn how to play the piano, but from there you're going to build on and you're going to create either your own classical music or, or whatever it is, but it's important to learn the basics. Okay. So now let's talk about some of the highlights from Katacon 7. So up first, I want to talk about, so Gemma Jones, and Gemma is on, and Gemma, I'm waving at you. Um, Gemma talked about Kata microlearning, and that was such a huge game changer hearing her presentation about microlearning. And a microlearning is a tiny burst of new knowledge. And what it is that you she encourages you to do is, you know, try documenting, you know, at least one micro learning after every coaching cycle and watch how your learning accelerates. So on the five question card, you know, part of the, the part, the key part of the five question card is reflection. You want to reflect on what it is you experimented, what it is that you tried, whatever it is you did with your next target condition. And then you want to think about what your next experiment is. But embedded in these five questions, one of the questions is, what did you learn? And so, you know, the, the micro learnings, the kind of micro learnings, it forces you to do a deep reflection and you're far more aware of what you're learning. You're getting more excited about gaining new knowledge. And what's amazing is that you develop, you know, just dramatic growth in your skills and your capabilities. And if you want to learn more about Kato micro learning, you'll see Gemma's website at the bottom of the screen. Mark is also including a link um, and it's Spark Improve movement.co.uk. And when you visit Gemma's website, she has taken the, the Kata coaching record. It has the five questions embedded, and it also includes a section for you to reflect on your experience, reflect on your learning, and capture a micro learning. So that was one of the big takeaways from Katacon 7. So Gemma, thank you so much for sharing that. I have started capturing my micro learnings in a, in a book, and I don't know if you can see my little ribbon here, but this was a new book at the beginning of Katacon 7, and I'm now three-fourths way through the book, so got to get a new book. Thank you, Gemma. So the second key takeaway, and there were so many great presenters, but uh, Tracy Defoe talked about Out of the Shadows, the Toyota Kata Future. And, and Tracy has often presented and often talked about Kata in secret, or what I call Kata incognito. And that is where you're um, in a continuous improvement environment, but they don't exactly understand the Toyota Kata. And because they don't understand it, they may be a little fearful just hearing the term. And so you have to slowly introduce the Kata and you're still following the steps. You're still practicing it exactly. Um, a person may be working on a storyboard, not realizing the name of it as a storyboard, just slowly introducing people to the Kata. Well, Tracy did a futuristic 
presentation. And she acted as if she was presenting 20 years in the future at Kodakon 27. So creative. But, you know, those who practice the the improvement kata are creative. But what she talked about for Toyota in the future were four things. Have a coach, be a coach. Don't go it alone. You need to have a storyboard, get better at studying a process, learn to love obstacles, and practice the improvement kata and the coaching kata everywhere. Um, You know, she also challenged coaches to coach somebody at no cost. And our very first, when, when I had asked her to be my coach, she gifted me her time. And I, I don't, I will never be able to repay her for how much it meant for her to coach me. So one, have a coach, be a coach, but take it to the next level. So this is an example of, um, you know, evolving the starter kata, evolving the kata and in and, and making it your own and making it um, something that's useful and practical. The second point she made is to connect locally in your region. You know, bring be the person who brings your community together. Be the person who does kata in the classroom, you know, get the puzzle. And there is a way to run this simulation to run kata in the classroom virtually. Um, so, you know, that's one thing you can do. You can sign up to participate in a kata practitioner day within your area. Another thing to do is to connect globally. Um, you can tweet at a kata school to connect with the speakers. Um, coming up online April 27th through the 29th, it will be KataCon Europe. And it's going to be an entire online virtual conference, just like Katacon 7 was last week. Mark is also sharing the link um, to register for Katacon Europe in the chat. And then fourth, share, share, share. Be generous, kind, and caring with your fellow learners. You know, if you are a learner and you're, you know, learning with someone else, and especially if you're a coach, be generous, kind, and caring with who it is that you're coaching. Be patient. We don't want to give away answers. We want to ask questions because we want people to practice. We want learners and improvers to practice the kata exactly. Okay. Um, the third observation was from Tilo Schwartz. He was... Um, my fellow co-host, we had such a great time together. And he did a summary of, of what all took place during Katakon 7. And it was this quote, think scientifically about the world and view people with the heart. And, you know, that was Tilo's major micro learning, although the micro learnings are small, but this was huge, this quote, and it has stuck with a number of us since Katakon 7. And then the other thing that Tilo shared in his closing presentation, I often refer to Tilo as a coach's coach. And he has something, he's developed um, a way for coaches to be immersed in an environment to improve upon their coaching skills. And so he is creating a starter coaching kata that not only takes scientific thinking into play, but it takes into play and consideration, uh, not only developing the mind, but encouraging the heart. And any kata coach, you know, if you're a kata coach or you're a second coach and you want to improve your coaching abilities, you are knowledgeable about the Toyota kata. You know, this, you know, you've used it and you've had your own storyboard, but you want to take it to the next level. Um, Tilo will be offering a Kata Dojo workshop 
April 12th and the 13th, um, two hours each day, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern time. And so I would encourage you, I've participated in those Kyoto Dojo workshops. They are life-changing for a coach. And so Mark will be, and he probably already has, share the link to that Kata Dojo workshop. So you definitely want to sign up. Another big thing about KataCon 7, enjoy the learning zone. So um, there is a group called Kata Girl Geeks. They, uh, we all connected on LinkedIn. If you want to learn more about the Kata Girl Geeks, or if you know someone who you think should be a member of the Kata Girl community, doesn't matter where you are on your journey, you could be Kata Curious or Second Coach, visit the link www.katagirlgeeks.com. Again, that link is in the chat. And then the Kata Schools. You know, a Kata School gives all of those interested in practicing the improvement Kata, you know, you know, you want to achieve great things by working together. You want to bring resources. You want to share resources. The goal of the Kata School is to help people everywhere practice scientific ways of thinking and acting using the four steps of the Toyota Kata. And so the link to the learn more about Kata Schools is in the chat as well. www.kataschool, that's kata-school.org. So, you know, having a coach, being a coach, I live by that. And what you see on this slide is all the different ways that I've taken the starter kata and I've made it my own. So my vision, my why is to create a world of problem solvers. So my challenge is, wouldn't it be great if I could introduce the Toyota Kata in every space that I occupy? And I'm starting out small by being a coach. And so in, um, you know, volunteer organizations, uh, whether it's with my sorority, where I've applied the improvement kata and the coaching kata with our strategic planning, um, we've uh, set personal goals by doing strategic vision boards. I've worked with uh, the Light of the World Christian Church here in Indianapolis, Indiana, to help with leadership development and leadership training by introducing them to the kata. Um, nonprofit boards that I serve on. Um, we've introduced the Kata to, to find ways to better serve the community. I also work, um, I'm a member of the advisory board for Now Courier. Uh, it's a local transportation company. And on that board, guess what we talk about? The Kata. And um, you can use it for leadership development and coaching. I've applied Kata to human resources and the way in which we do the performance management review process and organizations where I've worked and volunteer, we've applied the improvement and coaching kata for strategic planning. It can be used wherever there are people and processes. And then the bottom right-hand corner, you know, you see an image that, again, Mark talked about earlier, the hashtag root cause racism movement. We're even using the improvement kata to dismantle structural racism. So, Beyond the starter kata, you know, a way to summarize and describe that, you know, Mike Rother shared in a tweet. And if you're not following Mike Rother on Twitter, you need to do it today. Uh, Mike, uh, Mark has shared the link to Mike Rother's um, where you can connect with him on Twitter in the chat. So do that. But what he said in the closing, KataCon seven is ending. How cool is it to research and write up something like Toyota Kata and then see people messing with it and developing it further? Glad we call them Starter Kata 
So there is room for everyone. Run with it. Change the world. Get famous, whatever you like. And one of the things we saw at Katacon 7, Michael Caston is using Kata and construction, um, you know, to ensure people are safe, that there's a safe working environment, that they're building quality edifices. Um, we also learned about how the, um, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, how they're using the Kata in the work that they're doing for environmental justice, you know, to protect human health and the health of the environment. You know, you can use Kata in your golf game. I talked about using Kata to address systemic racism. And, you know, one of the things, oh, I'm going to go back. There's a poll. And actually, this is, you're going to share this in the chat. I'm curious to learn how you will use the Kata to change the world. And it can be as small or as dynamic as you want it to be. It's, you may say that I want to read the Toyota Kata book and learn more about it. I want to run a Kata in the classroom simulation with some students. That's something I've done to teach, teach them about the improvement Kata. So in a minute, I'm gonna ask for your feedback on what you will, how you will use the Kata to change the world. As for me, as a result of uh, attending last, this last week's Katacon 7, um, you know, I just could not stop thinking about when things change inside you. And that's what the improvement Kata does, because it gets you thinking scientifically. You change things around you. So my micro learning and my takeaway was, you know, how can I use the improvement Kata to take dismantling structural racism. And that's a pretty big, wouldn't it be great to the next level. And so one of the things that I want to develop or I have developed is an anti-racism strength training center. And it's taking responses to racism and injustice to the next level. So, you know, last summer we read all the corporate statements supporting Black Lives Matter in response to the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. But since then, individuals and organizations acted to increase the awareness of racial inequities and the impact on our society. But it's not enough. Awareness and personal insight are not enough to create the change we all need. And so awareness alone will not overcome the decades of socialization that have led to our collective unconscious bias. It's time for us to take that next step. Now, how will we do it? We'll take it by applying the improvement kata. And I have created an anti-racism strength training center that involves not just passive education, but practice and skill development in a virtual environment. New thoughts, New beliefs and behaviors take motivation, practice, reflection, and action. The Improvement Kata can help us do that. So if you're interested in learning more about um, this Anti-Racism Strength Training Center and you want to connect and we can do your first needs assessment, I invite you to visit my website. The link is in the chat. Complete this contact form and let's take it to the next level. Let's, let's take the Kata, run with it, and change the world. So I'm curious, Mark, in the chat, Mm -hmm. Can you share with me like one or two things that people, how they want to apply the kata to, to change the world or change their circles of influence and have an impact? Yeah. And Thomas typed, I want to be a better coach to help others succeed. Daniel okay. said, um, coach others to be problem solvers, to expand the learning and development of others. So those are a couple great examples. Those there. are great examples. Um, someone else said, uh, uh, help my special needs son. Oh, um, I love that. Reaching out to local coaches. So I appreciate those um, contributions and the other things people have put in the chat. As a final reminder, before we go into Q&A, 
Um, please do submit questions into the Q&A, not the chat. They're just easier to manage there. But um, Deandra, let me hand it back to you. Is there anything else that you want to say? No, 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 no. I uh, would like for you to share the announcements and then we can, we, and I will you know, thank you for that reminder the, for any questions that need to be asked, please place them in the Q and A and then we'll, we'll address those after the announcements. All right, great. I will try to be efficient with the announcements because we have a lot of questions and okay. um, if we run long and people have to leave the recording, will capture everything that we talk about today. Right. So upcoming webinars, um, if you are a Kinexus customer, the next training team office hours with Adam Darnell and uh, Noah Perator going to be April 8th, 1 o'clock Eastern. Um, our next presentation webinar that is open to everybody is going to be presented on April 14th uh, by Evan Graychick and Bob Bell talking about creating a culture of continuous improvement at Woodfin. Woodfin Industries is a company that is a Kinexus customer, and they're going to be talking about what they've done to really um, build and strengthen that culture over time. Um, so we also want to tell you about some other resources. If this is your first time attending a Kinexus webinar, the entire webinar library is available in the on-demand uh, library. I never have the count handy. I'm pretty sure it's over 100 webinars that we've wow. done over the last seven or eight years. If you go to kinexus.com slash webinars, look in the right-hand sidebar and look for um, the library, you can go there. A lot of these are also in the Kinexus YouTube channel. Um, we have a blog at blog.kinexus.com. And we also have a podcast. So we invite you um, to subscribe to that and listen anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, we will be posting the audio of today's webinar in there if you want to re-listen or um, share in that way. Again, the full recording with video will also be available on our website, on our YouTube channel, and all of you will get an email sent to you with that in about 24 hours. You can find the Q&A, all 30 minutes of it, as the next episode here in the podcast.